Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boot Camp, Parshat Vayera, Tufshin, Pe'alef. I want to thank our sponsors for the entire series, Alana Mark Rothenberg, Rachel Feiner, in memory of Alana and Rachel's father, Asriel Benyako Feiner. We have many additional sponsors for this week. The exact reason for the sponsorship you could find in the Shabbat notes. I want to thank the families who are sponsoring. Allison Elliott Adler, Chavon Ephraim Casper, Chaya Mark Goldsmith, Naomi Martin Clayman, Anne and Tom Langer, Debbie and Yossi Rosenberg, Anne and Gary Shulman, Charlene and Myron Shulman, and Cheryl and Stanley Turrets. Tiskula Mitzvahs. We're going to start today with a Hasidic master. We'll work our way back to a Rishon. I was very compelled by this approach at the very outset of our parsha. Vayera love Hashem Beilone Mamre. We know the story. Hashem appears to Avraham and Elon Mamre. And Avraham, after Amila, is still anxious to greet guests. Even in the heat of the day, he's sitting and waiting. We're going to have a chiddush here today from a great Hasidic master, Avraham Yaakov Friedman, the first Rebbe of Sadigura. This is not Ger, it's Sadigura. It's a place in Ukraine slash Austria in the past. And he was the son, one of the sons of the Heliga Regina Rebbe. We do not have today, unfortunately, especially because of the Shoah, so many Regina Hasidim, but there still is a Hasidus of Rajin or descendants of Rajin, the Bayana. I remember when I was in Yeshiva University, I had a teacher of psychology, Rabbi Nachum Breyer, who is a Bayana Rebbe, who has a son today. There's a fascinating biography that he wrote about many of the Hasidic masters from this dynasty. They were exceptional people, exceptional Tamil Chachamim. They lived in a, a very regal way a little bit more of a fancy lifestyle than other Hasidim back in Europe. They were trying to elevate the Jews who were feeling down to feel encouraged and majestic about their Yahadis. So this original Sadigur Rebbe, Rav Avram Yaakov Friedman, we have some of his commentaries on Chumash, lived in the, from 1820 to 1883. And he is Medayik, he picks up something on a Rashi. Rashi says on the Pasuk of Avram Avinu sitting at Pesach Ohel, it says, Yoshe Pesach Ohel. So Rashi says something that I never noticed before or I'd never translated it properly before. What type of sitting was it? What was that exactly that he was looking for, that Avram was looking for? Liros imyesh over vashav. So we usually translate if there was someone passing by, v'yachnisem beveso. But the Rebbe says, if you look explicitly at what is spelled out, an over vashav is a type of personality. Over vashav, it's a person who they're looking to come into our home, but then they leave. They come back and then they leave. And he explains. Most of the people that Avraham was excited to bring into his home, these were people who were needy. They were needy of food. They were most likely on Neim. They didn't have their own places or they couldn't afford to stay in a hostel. 
And at the same time, like many Aniyim, they were a little bit ashamed to ask for a handout. So over Vashav, they would pass to the house or to different homes. They would look, maybe we'll go and maybe not. Then Vashav, then they would leave. Over Vashav, it's an expression, it's a circle. Go back and forth. And very often, these people would just go on their way because they didn't have the courage to actually knock on a door. And it's not a negative lack of courage. They were ashamed. And Avram Avinu made sure that such individuals would never get out of his sight and would never be turned away. He was looking for, as Rashi is pointing out, those people that would be over Vashav. She'ino nichnas machmas habusha. They would be a little bit ashamed to come. And he would make sure of yachnis and beveso. The message here is so incredible and it's very consistent with teachings of Chazal that when someone is in need, we have to not just be satisfied that we have an open house. If they knock on our door and they come begging to us, maybe we'll give them something. We have to go out and look for them. But not only that, we have to chase them down. But not only that, we have to get into their mindset of trying to imagine their insecurities, their shame, and sometimes their unwillingness to even enter and what this is a manifestation of, to give them in a dignified way. Now, this is true in every case, and this is especially uh, sad in a way, as we're teaching now during a pandemic, that we don't have that opportunity to have all the people that are collecting, knocking on our doors, bringing them in for a drink. We have to try to do it in a so-called sanitized way. But still we have to be human beings and know that the people that are coming to collect from us or that are in need are not chas v'shalom to be looked at as just a bunch of shnaras, but people who have a hard time. It's not easy to put your hand out to express your vulnerability. We have many teachings in Chazal not only when we give B'Savor Panam Yafos, which is obvious to give with a smile, not because we're happy that we have to take care of someone, but that we can, and to make them feel like a mensch, and so many other applications. Now this leads me to a contemporary master of Rabbi Soloveitchik, of why Hachnosis Archa, and God willing, we should be able to do so again. You know that technically when we have our closest friends over for a Shabbos meal, although it's very nice and maybe it's a, it's a fulfillment, it's most likely a fulfillment of Yehavterecha Kamocha, but that's not Hachnasus Orchem. Hachnasus Orchem is someone from outside the community, someone who's vulnerable. Mitz Hashem, we should be able to do it again with full expression. So Rabbi Salavechik, you could find this in the Rabbi Salavechik Chumash, but you could find it even uh, more developed in Abraham's journey, Tremendous work of Rabbi Salavechik. Why Hachnasus Archim is so significant. And what he does in this piece is he goes through the differences between Hachnasus Archim and Tzedakah. Why is Hachnasus Archim so emphasized here? Why is this something so fundamental in meeting Avraham Avinu? He did many acts of kindness. Why this specifically? And the Rav says, because, you know, people know that there are different ways to express kindness. So you had an extreme. You find in this parsha the cruelty of Sodom, the cruelty to guests and strangers. None of us are going to have that approach. 
But what we learn from Abraham is not just kindness, but how kindness is expressed in kindness in a dignified way, just like the Rebbe was saying. Usually, Achnasas Archem is going to be for someone who doesn't have the same economic situation as us. And when we bring them in, they no longer feel like poor people. We don't sit the guests, you know, all the way at the side and we give them different food that we have for ourselves. The Rav says when one gives tzedakah, a handout to an ani, outside of our home, or even if they get into the house, it demonstrates sympathy, but not a philosophy of human equality, holding that all Jews are b'nei molochim. Hachnasus Archim demonstrates full human equality. Every human being has his own dignity. And we know that when we have guests, they become part of the family. We learn from them. They tell us about their own stories, even if they're not from the same socioeconomic background, religious background, whatever it may be. But having a guest is not only giving them equality, it's teaching us something as well. And we should especially appreciate today what we're missing. Now, the Rav says something else incredible, and you actually could find this in the Marah, that Avraham was not the first to open up his home. You know, we usually, if I ask anyone who was the first person, who at least we see, the first person is Avram Avinu, but there was someone before Avram who opened up his home, but it's with a capital H, and that's the Rebona Shalom. Hashem surrendered his aloneness and allowed a physical universe to share in his, with a capital H, infinite being. Hashem is the great Machnas Archim. So in fact, what Rabbi Salavechik is pointing out, incredible, that Avraham Avinu was copying Hashem. And we copy Avraham, but we also live in a godly way by including others within our home and in a dignified way. So this was a combination of a Hasidic master with a contemporary teacher with a lesson to take away, so many teachings. And now we work our way backwards to one of the great Rishonim, to Rabbeinu Bachia. I'm not going to give a full biography. I've quoted him many times. If you're joining us for boot camp for the first time, I'm happy to share with you more biographical information of any of these great figures. Rabbeinu Bachia from Spain in the 14th century was a great Talmud of the Rashba. The Rashba took over Spanish Jewry after the Ramban fled to Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbeinu Bachia is famous for his parish on Chumash. Much of it is based on teachings of Rabbeinu Yonah, as well as the Ramban, but others as well. And he brings us to a party that takes place in this parasha. Vayigdal Hayela, this is Perichafal of Pasuches. Avram Avinu throws a party. Vayigdal Hayela, Vayigamel, Vayas Avraham Mishte Gadol, Biyom Higamel Es Yitzchak. Periches Perichafal of Pasuches. What exactly is the nature of this party that Avram Avinu is throwing. What's going on over here? What type of party is this that Avram is throwing and that the Torah feels the need to tell us? It's Vayigdal Hayel Vayigamal. And he makes a party. Biyom Higamel. 
So Rashi tells us, Lasof Estrim Va'arba'a. This is at the end of 24 months. Lasof Estrim Va'arba'a Chodesh, the end of 24 months, when he was 24 months old, this was the time, apparently, of being weaned. Avram doesn't, Rashi doesn't even tell us the reason. Okay, very nice. The Dasikainim Ibali Tosvos, and again, this is going to lead us up to Rabbeinu Bachya, says, Biyom Higamel, Biyom, this is the day of the Mal, of the Mila. So this was the first big Bris Mila Bagels and Locks party. Some say this was actually the source for having a Suda at a Bris Mila. But none of this explains to us what was the purpose of having a party. You start to get a hint into it if you look at Rashi and you look at the different Midrashim. Who was at the party? So Rashi says, Shahayu Sham Gedole Hador, the great ones of the generation were invited. Shame, Ve'ever, and Abimelech. Each one of these names needs analysis. Now, this is not the first party that Avram throws. We mentioned the beginning of the talk, the Shir, how he had a Mishta for his guests. But that was much more simple. I explained last year the Rashbam says there was not going to be a Mishteh Gadol for these guests because the guests had to move on. They had to go to work. They were just passer buyers. They were wayfarers. And he took care of them and then he encouraged them to go work and go be able to make some of your own money. But what is the nature of this party taking place? And this is where I want to bring to you incredible Rabbeinu Bachia. The Medrash says that there were many cynics about Avram Avinu. There were many who never believed that the old man Avraham and Sarah were going to have a child. Some of the great ones in the generation. The Medrash includes here Og, V'chol Gedolim. Somehow Og, who survived from the time of the Mabel, and others, probably pagans, cynics, etc., they all said, who's this crazy old man who's come here, this ethical monotheist? And he's talking about having a child and all these stories are going around. So Avram Avinu invites them and they were very interested to see the freak show and how shocked they were when they walked into the tent to see here's a mature man and here's a baby, whether it was at his eight years old, whether it was the time of weaning, but this was a way for Avram Avinu to show these individuals the Yad Hashem, the miracles of Hashem. That's why they came and that's why he invited them. Rabbeinu Bachia says, and this is not all spelled out explicitly in the Rabbeinu Bachia, but I'm using the Midrashim that he quotes, that what Avram was trying to accomplish here was to spread Hashem's name of what happened to him not because of his greatness, but because of the greatness of Hashem, of Hashkacha and monotheism. And I want to suggest this is why Shame and Aver were there as well. You see, Shame and Aver were incredible individuals. But the Medrash teaches us, and this is brought down by the Sefer Charedim al it's a very important Sefer, we'll talk about another time, that Shame and Aver, they had kind of an underground yeshiva. They were scared of the locals, of the pagans, of the polytheists who would have attacked anyone who was openly celebrating 
monotheism, ethical monotheism. And what Avram Avinu was doing by having such a gathering was it became his opportunity to give PR, to take the Torah on the road. The Sephorno says this is what made Avraham even more special than Noach. Noach gave Musr, Tochacha, but it was mostly about ethical behavior. Avraham spoke about ethical behavior, but he spoke about Hashem, he spoke about God. Now this is something that is relevant today. You know, the Nitziv brings up a question. You could find this in Parsha Shmini, which is talking about a Karban Toda. Why should a person, when they bring a Karban Toda, they thank Hashem for something that happened to them, the nature of the Karban is there are lots of food and lots of bread that you share with others, and the goal is to not just bring a Karban, to, to talk about uh, uh, Hashem saved me. It's like today people make a Sudas Hoda. And then Nitziv raises the question in the Hamik Davar, which is similar to this Rabbeinu Bachya, Perik Zion, Pasuk Yud Gimel and Vayikra, it looks like you're a Balgaiva. Look at all these things Hashem did for me. What happened to Tznias? But what the Nitziv says, the reason why you're doing such a gathering is not to talk about yourself and how great you are, but it's to spend an, a day, an opportunity at your Mishta to talk about Hashem so that other people should be inspired. True, if a person gets up at a Sudas Hoda and has a very fancy meal and everybody gets a takeaway, but there's no talk of God, so that's a lack of Tznias. Avram Avinu took his own personal experience of having a child together with his loved one, Sarah, after all these years, and said, this is not just a private event. This is an opportunity to bring people into our home, into our tent, to celebrate Hashkachas Hashem, divine providence. We hope that our homes could again be filled with guests, where we take care of them, we nurture them, and we could talk about the greatness of our creator and sustainer. Have a great Shabbos.